President Trump claimed to have survived the coronavirus. Yay. I'm not going to say I'm disappointed, but it kind of feels like when there's a car crash and the only survivor is the drunk driver. I also have to say it's amazing to watch a guy have a near-death experience and learn nothing from it. It's like watching someone smoke through the hole in their neck. President Trump said that a therapeutic drug from Regeneron, which is derived from stem cells, is a cure for COVID. It's kind of funny that these old Republicans are so anti-abortion when it comes to everybody else, but then they do a complete 180 as soon as stem cells can save their lives or when I get their daughter pregnant. Goldman Sachs is reporting that if Joe Biden wins the election and Democrats regain control of Congress, the economy will recover faster. I don't have a joke for that. Um, I just wanted to point out that Trump's only thing he says he's good at is that he itself was like, I'm voting for Biden. tools doing out. Oh, we had to take them out for the groceries. Oh, okay. I'll have the voice. That's cool.
USA. Angry is pissed off. American Podcast Radio. And your voice of reason during times of treason. The angry one. Jeff Coughlin. doing well this evening. This is Jeff Kaufman, the host of Danger Close USA, where I speak my mind, and that's just about it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm stuck in the same quagmire of, or should I say a conundrum? Well, I don't know. It's... Well, it's pretty much just a fucking mess. I'm just like you. I love my country. I love everything about America. Red, white, and blue straight through. And I don't understand how anybody can support Trump. Don't have one iota or a clue how they do it or what goes through their mind. or I I, Try to understand it. That's not what my show is supposed to be about. My show is supposed to be about being the opposite of what we've had to endure from the right side in the media. The lying, the propaganda, everything else. The putrid talk show hosts. The Mark Levins, the Sean Hannity's, the Glenn Becks, the Rush Limpballs. I think it's interesting to note that no matter what seems to be coming out in the news, whatever breaking information that's being supplied to the American people about Donald Trump and how corrupt he is, there's always an opposing view. And nine times out of ten, it's just to suppress information. It's it's misinformation. It's misdirection. It's lies. And, well, really, it's the, the last breath of an antiquated political system called the GOP. But when Donald Trump's own family, and I'm sure in the future we're going to know a lot more than we do now. I mean, let's just be honest. What we know on the subsurface of this, as far as his investigations, his taxes, his business dealings, his foreign business dealings, all of the um, loans and things coming to fruition, everything and everything that's coming out that's being documented about Donald Trump doesn't really look good for Donald at all, but we really need to pay attention to what they're saying on the other side of the fence to defend him. And it's getting reckless now. They're losing... They're they're falling off the tracks. Let's just put it that way. They're they're falling off the tracks. The Trump train is derailed, and right now they're fighting like hell to get people to try to believe, try to get people energized, and you know they they got plenty of energy on the on in their base. There's no doubt that 
no matter what we do, no matter how hard we try, 40% of America are probably going to vote for Donald Trump. 38%. We have to be logical about this. There's not going to be a whole lot of playing field there. But I, I firmly believe between now and the election, with everything coming out in the news and the more and more information that's coming out and how drastic and desperate Donald Trump has become... I, I think it's going to wear thin on the Magna crowd. I think they're going to be finally like, okay, look, there's no point in trying to hide this anymore. Why don't you just come out and admit to the fact that you're a crook and we'll love you even more? They, they seem to embrace the ideal that Donald Trump is some sort of outlaw and he's breaking all the rules. And, you know, that'd be fine and dandy if it was to benefit this country if it was to benefit this country and not just Donald Trump, the Trump Corporation, and his family. Let's be honest about it. It seems like everything he's done thus far has been for the benefit of his family and other wealthy people. He's always talking about this tax cut, tax cut, tax cut. Well, that tax cut only helped the top 1%, maybe 2% of this country. It doesn't lead to job growth. It doesn't lead to anything. It just leads to making the rich richer. And obviously, if they're anything like Donald Trump and not paying their fair share, that tax break helped Donald Trump and his family more than it helped anybody else. Yeah, I'm sure it benefited a lot of Americans that are in that class that can afford the taxes that that he cut. You know, what I am saying, I'm not saying that... I mean, even like the owner, one of the... uh, one of the people that owned Disney came out and said, look, you know, this tax break's great and all, but I don't need this kind of money. I don't need this money. You know, I, I make XX amount of money per year. This tax cut is kind of superficial. And, you know, it's, it's funny to hear someone that's a multi-billionaire say that, but it, it just adds to the, the, the fact that Donald Trump did this to help the most wealthiest people in the world. And I can guarantee you it benefited him and his family and every other wealthy person in that in that category. So it's it's aggravating when you hear people touting this this uh, narrative that Donald Trump's uh, tax return did all these wonderful things for our country. I mean, Donald Trump's tax break, not tax return, tax return didn't do shit, but make us realize how much of a fucking criminal he is. But his tax break really didn't help all of America. And these lies and these uh, the, the bullshit accounts of this tax break helping the, the lower class is a fucking a lie. $4,000 more per year people were earning. How many Americans actually had to had that happen to them? I mean, it, how many Americans actually saw an increase in wages or even in their tax return? People bragging about their tax return, it doesn't mean much. As a singular individual, you having a better tax return than others, that's great. Congratulations. But is that actually fixing our economy? I mean, are you investing that 4000 extra dollars you had back into the economy? Are you investing in infrastructure? Are you doing anything to help social betterment? Or are you, what, what are you doing? So you made 4000 extra dollars. You're paying some bills with that. You know what I mean? You're paying your lawn boy and, you know, putting a new set of tires on your car and buying some new wipers. I mean, I'm just saying, $4,000 isn't a whole lot of money. Give me $4,000 right now, and if I pay all my bills left, I guarantee you I won't have a whole lot left. It's it's a, it's a joke. They act like $4,000 is a huge bone to throw to the dogs. It's not. It's a joke. It's a slap in the face.
is a slap in the face to every hardworking American out there, especially when he held uh, just formulating uh, a stimulus package. You know, he withheld that. He was like, "Oh, if you vote for me, I'll give you twelve hundred dollars." But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna help you survive COVID or help you pay your rent or help you buy groceries or help you from, you know, becoming homeless. No, he's saying, I'll give you that $1,200 if you vote for me, but not until then. How shallow and and vindictive can a president be? I mean, he's at that threshold where he just does not give a shit about America at all. This is all about saving Donald Trump's ass. This is Danger Close USA. I'll be right back. to save his life. I have seven minutes of the ABC interview, which I'm going to play for you. And it's it's indicative, very indicative. And I'm not going to go through each uh, answer that he gave or the question that spurred the answer. I just want you to pay attention to the reaching that he's doing, the, the, the empty praise his ice skating around questions. He's afraid of these questions. These are questions that no Trump supporter wants to answer, let alone the president's son. But I think it bears repeating that this is a guy who's banned from running any kind of charity in New York City. This is a a fucking criminal, just like his father. There's no difference there. I mean, that's my that's my allegement. I, I really don't think that he's any better than anybody else in the Trump family. I think you're all crooked. It's the point, though. What this guy does when he's answering these questions. He's just... He can't, he can't see through the hate that he has for these very questions. I mean, these are valid questions that need to be answered. And he just doesn't see the validity in it. At all, he he wants it to be like to go away. That's what that's what he really really wants. He knows 
the answering these questions are going to be difficult. That's why he doesn't bother even answering them. I mean, one of the questions was, you know, who gave the president that $400 loan? And he's like, oh, it's all on display. It's all in the record and disclosement. Well, yeah, you look at it and still doesn't tell you exactly who granted these loans. And it's awful fishy that he has $400 million in loans when he was a billionaire. I mean, I understand, you know, big business, but the Trump Corporation isn't exactly big business. People like to think it's big business, but it's really not. In, in its own, it's a, basically a failure of a company. I mean, his he's bought some fucking golfing estates. Big fucking deal. Multi, you know, we, we employed hundreds of thousands of employees. Who the fuck gave him that number? But anyways, I want you to listen to El Dicko Douchebago, Eric Trumpo, fucking lying through his teeth and grasping grasping for anything he can use to distance himself from the question and of course I skate around it like a ballerina on fucking skates that's what he does and also I don't know why but Bigfoot fart was trending today so I said something about how childish and ridiculous it was of course these are Trump supporters and they lashed out at me and attacked me of course they did and you know within moments I have managed to report I think like over 150 bots to Twitter these accounts have like three or four fucking followers the majority of the of the accounts that attacked me I don't even think were real people but regardless I, I reported them all and, and blocked them and but it, it, it's the point this cat turd on on Trump um, what is this fucking shit about I mean really it's obviously it's obviously not just uh, American kids pulling a prank with the fucking word Bigfoot farts. Come on. This is something that they're proving in the media, uh, social media anyways, how quickly things can be fucking turned by the use of bots. It's a hashtag that just got created by this cat turd individual. I don't know. It's so childish. It's fucking retarded. Excuse my language. But it's like extremely, extremely childish. But uh, the reaction to it was exactly what I was expecting. And, you know, it was an, an abundant amount of bots. I think I had like 400 fucking replies in like less than 30 seconds. I mean, it was just like bing, 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 bing. Talking about activating the troll bots is exactly what I did when I tweeted the hashtag Bigfoot farts. Man. The intellectualism in this fucking country has gone to shit in a handbag. I understood the whole necessity behind it, really. But in reality, this is how we get outside influence of our country by outside foreign countries getting into our social media and doing shit. This is what they do. And they can actually contour and control the the narrative of things. It's really interesting, but regardless, it just shows the, the childish mentality of a Trump supporter. I'm sorry. Bigfoot farts. Well, that was relevant. Anyways, here's Eric Douchebag El Trumpo playing his little fucking violin of lies and, and um, bullshit and whatever else he can pull out of his keister to distance himself and his, his father from being fucking criminals. Here, I want you to listen in. Again, temperature 
temperature checks, masks, they were outside. It was a beautiful event. Um, sure. But why is it that it's only Trump events that are called out? Why, why, why are these protests that we see all over the place? I see them in New York. I see them in Portland. I see them in Seattle. I see them everywhere. Antifa is going wild. And no one ever talks about them wearing masks. But yet a beautiful protest by African Americans and Hispanic Americans in front of the White House to support our incredible men and women in law enforcement becomes the subject of an ABC show at 9 a.m., on a Sunday morning. I mean, it, it, it's... Well, well, Eric, Eric, to, to be clear, I'm not... I'm, in, I've lost a lot of faith in the media, John. I really have. Well, Eric, to be clear, I'm not criticizing and I'm reporting the fact. And actually, I... And you know this, you report from there every single day. Everybody that goes within, uh, you know, 500 yards of the, the White House is tested every single day. And it's a little bit of a different apparatus, um, you know, in, in, in that machine. But again, I just find it, I find the hypocrisy so crazy. I mean, you go out there and, and you see these massive, massive riots and protests in these liberal-run cities, and no one's wearing masks, and no one cares. No one cares. The media doesn't talk about them. I mean, how many have we had in New York, and how many have we had in Chicago, and all these things? And the media never talks about that. But again, when you have a peaceful Trump um, you know, rally at the White House in support of law enforcement by African Americans. CNN cuts away. You know, MSNBC cuts away for those events. They don't want to show it. They don't want to show the support. It's it's just it's um it's it's pretty minor. The guy sounded It actually probably goes to speak to how how good some of these vaccines that are being created are, and what my father's done on the vaccine front, no one could have done. No one could have done. I mean, literally, Biden was calling my father xenophobic for shutting down America from from travel to China. I mean, and the virus came from China. My father literally started day one creating this vaccine. He worked to push this vaccine, and now my father just took it and. And uh, you see how well he got over it. And, wait, wait, can you, uh, I think can it's you, an inspiration. I think as, as Americans, John, we should be very proud of that. Can, can you clarify that? You said your father just took a vaccine? Meaning when he was in Walter Reed, the medicines that he was taking. And oh, the know, Friday, he felt horrible. And, 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 and on, on, on Saturday, again, I spoke to the man three times on Saturday, and he sounded tremendous. And I think it goes to show the power of you know medicine and um, in this country and how, how far that you know that we've come on COVID in the last uh, you know six seven months. So it looks like uh, the uh, Vice President Pence, when he debated Kamala Harris, he said it was a privilege to be on the stage with her, uh, recognized her uh, history-making uh, pick as, as, as Biden's running mate. And then the next day, your father said that she was a monster. Why? why yeah. how, how is Kamala Harris a monster? Why, why did he say that? Well, you know, I think there are a lot of the stances that she takes that are just, they're, they're mind-boggling to me. I mean, she's come out and she's called to abolish law enforcement. She's, you know, compared members of, of ICE to the KKK in a congressional hearing. Uh, she wants to take away 180 million private health care plans in, in this country. Um, last week, she was coming out talking about how she literally, she wanted to limit the amount of red meat that Americans could eat. I mean, But Eric, but Eric, Eric, Eric political differences, and I think you've mischaracterized her positions in that litany, but political differences are one thing. A monster? You're calling the Democratic vice presidential nominee a monster, your father did? How is that? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get it. John, John, you know, you're also dealing with a person who's willing to lie every single day. You know, it's amazing. One day, you know, they're calling for the, let, let, let's, Kamala Harris and, and frankly, Joe Biden, but let, let's abolish uh, law enforcement. Let's, uh, and then they get to Pennsylvania and they no longer want to abolish law enforcement. I, they, 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 about, they, they, I mean, but Eric, 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 I'm sorry. They, they haven't called for abolishing all law enforcement. That is something that they just haven't done. So let's, let's, let's stick to right in their latest investigation. And I 
found, quote, over 200 companies, special interest groups, and foreign governments that patronized Mr. Trump's properties while reaping benefits from him and his administration. And here are some of the specifics on this graphic. Uh, five members of Mar-a-Lago offered ambassadorship. One company uh, granted 10 new federal contracts worth $1.3 billion. And that the president would go and ask what a guest at his uh, properties wanted from the government. So let me ask you lots of specifics in this story. You guys didn't respond to the New York Times. Here's your chance. What's your response? My response is we've lost a fortune. My father's lost a fortune running for president. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He wanted to do what was right. The last thing I can tell you Donald Trump needs in the world is this job. He wakes up in the morning and he has to fight you and he has to fight the entire media and he has to fight the Democrats and he gets punched in the head every single day and he, he wakes up and he fights for this country and he fights against the lunacy of the radical left and he created the greatest economy and he created the most jobs and he rebuilt the military and we're no longer getting ripped off by Mexico and China and every Eric, other country and we're no longer getting ripped off in terms of health care. He's creating Eric, peace but, in the but, 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 but back to the story. But back to the story. He doesn't need the job and he my father has lost a fortune, an okay. absolute fortune, doing what he does. You compare that to Joe Biden. But but but, 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 back, but, back, but back to this story. How how is it appropriate? Let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. But answer go, the question, go please. Google. Please. Go, go go Google Biden's house right now and tell tell me if you think that a person who's been in government for 47 years, 47 years, can afford that mansion on the water in Wilmington, Delaware. Eric. I can tell you they can't. And, and, and I'd ask you to go look at Maritine Waters. But, 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 but will, will, you address the, will you address what the New York Times revealed in their investigation, which is all of these companies York, and individuals who have spent money, lots of money, at Trump properties that have gone on to get big government uh, contracts and other favors from the Trump administration. How is that not, at the very least, a huge John, appearance John, of a conflict of interest? We're a hospitality company. We've got tens of millions of people staying at our properties every single year. The media has become the, the act of the Democratic Party. Eric, 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 nothing's fair. Eric, we're, Eric, we're asking, we're asking legitimate questions. One last one. The, the New York Times report also uh, said that the president owes some $400 million. Uh, don't the American people have a right to know who he is indebted to, who the president of the United States owes money to? Can you clarify that for us? John, it says financial disclosures. You know exactly who the money's owed to. That's that's another Democratic talking point that you just you know exactly who the money's owed to. My father, I, I, I don't billions of dollars, and and, 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 and on a proportion of his net worth. My father has very, very, very low leverage. In fact, the New York Times, if you want to bring them into this, they yeah. came out and said that the other day. If you own if you own real estate, you, you carry some debt. That's, mm -hmm. that's what developers do. That's what business owners do. They carry some debt. Now, as a proportion of his net worth, it's incredibly low. We have a phenomenal company, but there's, there's nothing new about that. And by the way, it's the same debt that he got elected on. And it's all fully disclosed as financial disclosure forms with right, the United Eric, States government that you have access to. Eric, Eric, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time on this Sunday morning. Thank you.
before They've known just what to do Their souls are lost because They could never find of Eric Trump. I am so sorry. But there's a point there that I hope you paid attention to. How far down he has to dig to defend himself and his father. How far down into the rabbit hole they have to go to try to produce something that defends them. They have to lie. Let's just be honest. That's seven minutes of bullshit that you're never going to get back. But let it be a moment. Let it be a moment of education. Because that's what a liar has to do when he's confronted. When he's painted himself into a corner, this is what they have to do to get out of it. They have to dig deep for the lies. They have to dig deep for the lies. Donald Trump didn't create a fucking virus. I mean, a anti- Donald Trump did not create an antivirus. He did not create a vaccine. He doesn't have his hand in shit other than the politicizing of everything he does. Ugh. I can't wait for the day when this whole thing is behind us. When Donald Trump and his fucking criminal family are voted out of this fucking office, voted out of this fucking White House, voted out of everything. And I can't wait when they don't have the power or the ammunition or the ability to defend themselves anymore. When they're just like me and you, average everyday Americans without the fucking presidency to protect them. I can't wait for that day. I don't know if you heard, but there were talks about Donald Trump resigning. I hope he doesn't resign. I hope he tries to win this fucking thing. I hope he does. All the way to the last minute. Because Joe Biden is going to bury the Trump family. There'll be so much legal shit that they'll have to contend with from now to eternity. It won't even be funny. When I say bury the family, I mean we're going to get to the bottom of everything that went on in the Trump fucking corporation since he's become president. I mean, it's going to take, literally, I'm not saying this to be funny, it's going to take a team of forensic agents in the IRS and in our Treasury, Treasury agents, the whole nine yards, it's going to take a team of really good forensic agents just to dig into Donald Trump's criminal activity. It's going to take everything they have to do this. And it's going to take them probably two to three years to finally get through it all. There's so much shit. We're talking about 200 companies that were using Donald Trump's presidency to benefit themselves. This shit's coming unglued. 
And Trump cannot keep up with it all. His family can't keep it at all. Eric Cla- Eric fucking Trump. I almost said Eric Clapton. I'm sorry, Eric. Eric fucking Trump and his brother cannot keep it up with it all. There's so much shit hitting the fan right now. And we're only 20 some odd days from this election. I mean, it's getting bad for Trump. It's getting bad for his family. It's looking really bad. And I hope they just think that they're brazen enough to pull it off. Because once Joe Biden becomes president, you want to talk about some headlines coming in the future. Just wait. When there is no obstruction, when there's nobody holding the reins, and people are actually allowed to do their job and dig into Donald Trump's financial history, everything that's Donald Trump since he became president and even before... Let's just wait for that moment when it takes them fucking two to three years to decipher it all and go through it all. Just wait. I'm telling you, it's going to be horrible, horrible, horrible. There's things we don't even know. And I'm sure, sort of like in nature, there's always a river feeding the tributaries, but eventually it all empties into the same ocean. And we're going to find out where these tributaries lead to, where this river leads to. And I'm talking about the Money River. We're going to find out some stuff in the future that I'm sure is going to fucking really piss off the MAGA crowd. And I guarantee you, they're not going to like what comes out. Because it's going to be more damaging to their reputation as Americans supporting this bastard than it's going to be damaging to Donald Trump himself because they're going to feel like fucking idiots and sheep. He is a con man, and he's conning that whole fucking base of MAGAs. And I hate to be the one to be that in that position where you're cheering and you've spent fucking $200 on memorabilia, flags and hats and fuck a, a, a Trump, ch- whatever, Parcheesi board. You're going to wake up one day and be like, I was fucking supporting a traitor and all this shit's worthless. I'm just saying, I mean, it's, it's fucked up. People go out and they'll spend two, $300 on Trump memorabilia, flags, hats, t-shirts, pants, shoes, whatever, fuck ever. They got Trump wallets and keychains, And I mean, people go all out fucking, I'm serious. One guy reported he had $5,400 in sales in one day going to a Trump rally and setting up a little booth selling fucking hats and t-shirts and shit. People are blowing a shit ton of money on this shit to support a traitor to this country. It's unfucking believable. Anyways, I hope you like my show. I'm sorry I had to give you seven minutes of Eric Trump, but there, there's a point there if you were just paying attention. How deep he has to dig to defend himself now. It's it's all it's all fun and games when you're on Fox and it's Sean Hannity or or maybe it's Rush Limbaugh, you know, or maybe it's uh, Mark Levin or maybe it's Glenn Beck or maybe it's Tucker Carlson or Janine Piero. It's all fun and games when you're being fed the narrative and you can play along. 
but when you have to actually have an interview by somebody like ABC, where they're asking you questions that Fox doesn't dare ask, and if they do, it's it's already pretty well known they're going to ask, so these guys are well aware of what's going to happen. These guys know what they're doing. These propagandists are really good at upholding Trump. They're really good at, at setting a narrative. They're really good at... You know, just empowering the the, the right and, and, and defending the president. That's what they do. And then when you get someone like fucking douchebag Eric Trump, who does not do this for a living, he's not a Mark Levin or a Sean Hannity or a Glenn Beck or whatever. He can't improvise. He's he's a fucking moron. He's in there trying to answer questions he can't answer because if then he's admitting to something. So you see how I'm trying to get to that. The dig he has to go through in order to defend himself now. It's not fun and games anymore. It's not just Fox that you're going to have to get questions asked by. And that's what they're upset about. Fake news, the ridiculous media. You know, it's funny. They say that, but what is going on is one equation of the media is asking the right questions. And one equation of the media doesn't dare ask them. It's unfortunate. But that's where we are. I hope you all have a great Sunday. I, I really have a whole lot going on here. I've got I got one little recording of Mitch. I think I, I, I want to play for you. I'm not sure. Hold on a second. No, it's not what I thought it was. I thought a recording of Mitch McConnell. That's irrelevant. I'm going to leave you. I don't even know who the hell this guy is. <laughs> I have no idea who this guy is. What he has to say, though, I, I really love, and it's really important, and I want you to hear it. Before I, before I let you go, though, <clears throat> I just want to remind everybody that we are still trying to raise funds for our GoFundMe, still trying to keep a roof over our house, or over our heads, I should say. If you're out there and you care, please, please donate. There's a GoFundMe link on this uh, episode's description. If you're on Spotify, just click it. If you're anywhere else, copy-paste it. I appreciate you tuning in. This was Danger Close USA Angry Pissed Off American Podcast Radio. I'm going to leave you with some guy. No idea who he is. I just love what he has to say. And I think you need to hear it. Have a great Sunday, America. Thanks for tuning in. Share me on your social media. Put me on your Twitter. Put me on your Facebook. Let me... Google your Yahoo until I Google your Facebook. I don't know. Something. Have a great night, America. Hooah. Fuck Donald Trump. Holy Grail, the Durham Report, will not be released before the election.
We found that out today. And also we found out the most vile attorney general in American history, William Barr, has let Trump know this. Trump believes the Durham report would let him arrest Biden and Obama and Hillary and Emperor Palpatine and Emmanuel Goldstein and, and, and... I go into depth about this breaking news in today's edition of The Worst Person in the World on the YouTube channel. But about Bill Barr. Barr is the failed son of a failed bully of a headmaster, fired at two different New York area prep schools just before he would have run each of them into the ground. One of them was the one I graduated from just as he arrived. His father was a martinet, a theocrat, and a fraud. This bar was the legal, quote, mind, unquote, who argued for illegal wiretapping of Americans' phone calls to other countries, who argued for rendition, who argued for sending U.S. law enforcement into other countries to kidnap people. And Barr was the last attorney general under George H.W. Bush. Fifteen months of 15th century justice. The last failed employee of the only incumbent Republican president to lose re-election since Herbert Flipping Hoover. He was washed up at 42, justly, aptly, and irrevocably consigned to the dustbin of history. And then... Donald Trump needed someone to use the laws designed to protect freedom and safety in this country and twist them and turn them into weapons redesigned to destroy freedom and safety in this country. So when Nancy Pelosi said today it was obvious Trump's judgment was being affected by his COVID-19 drugs, I think she was mistaken. First, Trump's judgment is being affected by Barr's admission that his imaginary cavalry and Dick Tracy and Sherlock Holmes and his mommy are not riding in over those hills to save him. And secondly... What do you mean, Trump's judgment? Trump has no judgment.